I'm Adela, and this is the House Medium Podcast. In this podcast, you are going to send me your emails and you're going to ask your questions, whether it's paranormal or have to do with real estate and you want me to look at the house that you're looking to buy or rent. But not only are you going to send me your emails, but I'm going to have you on my podcast and I'm going to see and tell you what I see while I'm seeing it responding to your email right to you and you are going to tell me if this makes sense if it resonates so all the listeners can hear and be a part of this experience now if you don't want to be on here i understand for those of you who don't i will still read your email however i look forward to being your house medium. Hello, welcome to the house medium. I'm Adela, your house medium, and this is episode 31. Okay, everyone, listen, let's just, I'm just gonna share a lot of stuff today. I am recording this trying to get ahead of the storm, literally. If you haven't heard, there is a huge storm heading towards uh, California, Southern California. I'm in Southern California, Los Angeles, and it is already here. And I'm trying to record this before we lose power. So there's a huge chance we're going to lose power tonight. And I'm recording this in the morning. I posted on my Instagram a little bit about this. I, um, had a birthday. Yay. Let's do a little like, you know, yay. I didn't do a yay, but yay for me. I don't really tend to announce those things. Like some people are like into birthday months, birthday weeks. I'm into a birthday weekend. I was hoping I was hoping for, um, I got a day before shit hits fan. Um, I kind of knew, we knew the storm was coming, obviously, and this is kind of a testimony to intuition, okay? So my intuition was like, deep down in my gut, I knew that, you know, things things were probably going to get hairy, but the other part of me is just trying to not go into my trauma. So this is a good lesson of if you have trauma or past PTSD, which I do, I lived through the Northridge earthquake. I lived in Northridge during the earthquake. I know it was early nineties. This was pre cell phones, but it taught me a lesson of not being prepared and take and just being caught off guard. I didn't have money and there you couldn't get gas because electricity was off and Um, water was off. Everything was gone. I was kicked out of the house for a month because it was all destroyed. I couldn't find my father for a day. He was on dialysis at the time. Um, Well, all his his life, but that's another story. And um, he lived 32 years on dialysis. That's another story. But I knew he went on at four in the morning and he, and that's when it hit. So if he had been on dialysis at the time, it would have ripped out of his arms and he could have died. You just, you have back then the shunts were very different than today. 
and shunts are the way that they, if you ever seen anybody who gets chemo or anybody gets in those things, those are shunts that's basically made out of your veins. And it's how they can directly put things through your veins and dialysis. They're taking out your blood, cleaning it and putting it back in. My dad was the first dialysis patient in LA. Anyway, I digress. My point is I knew all this. So when I knew when the earthquake hit at the time, I literally thought I wasn't going to make it. I was at a boyfriend's house at the time. I wasn't home. If I was home in Northridge, it would have been a different story because everything fell onto my bed, which hints, by the way, if you see LA people being so chill and so casual, we're used to earthquakes and things like this. So we kind of have this like blase, you know, you know, attitude about stuff because we like have an earthquake and go to sleep. Just like all states have things that they are used to. We are not used to tornadoes, hurricanes, and not to mention we have all of the water around us, but most importantly, we just don't have a good draining system here. So if you have PTSD where I couldn't find my father for a whole day, not knowing if he was alive or not at the time, Um, which he later said that it just, it was one of those stories where the nurse is like, hold on, I'll be right back. And she left and the earthquake hit. He said, if I was in on the machine, I would have almost died or died. So all of these things led me to like leave things in my car. By the way, if you live anywhere in earthquake or in LA, in California, earthquake prevention to me is leave shit in your car. That's what I learned. Uh, If I had a kit in the house, I would have never been had time to find it. People who live through hurricanes and tornadoes, you guys are used to finding out stuff ahead of time and preparing. That's not the case here. Here in LA, it just happens. So we don't have this prep thing. We just prep for like whenever something's going to happen. It's just like a constant. Like I have stuff like I have earthquake proof everything in the house. And, you know, I keep stuff in my trunk, you know, because I learned that during that time, the North Richards quake, the hardest part was the aftershocks. It kept coming and coming and coming and come. It was horrible. So some people were just sleeping in their car because you couldn't take it anymore. So anyway, I also learned that we had to get in the car and we had to get out of town. So I learned that everything stays in the car. So anyway, this is to say that you are used to that. You're not used to these warnings besides fires, of course, of like something's coming and especially something we're not familiar with. Like we don't get storms. The first time I ever experienced a storm was in Ohio and I was like, holy crap, this is like real storms. (laughs) Like this is like scary type of storm. This is like get on your knees type of storm. I never experienced anything like that. So you have to realize we're not familiar with that. Just like, and so I think it's funny when people are like, well, in Florida, in Houston, it's like, okay, great. You're used to these things. I didn't have that attitude when people were experiencing, I was living in Seattle. They had an earthquake. They weren't used to it. I helped them. Utah people were having an earthquake and they didn't know what to do. I helped them just help. Let's like help each other out instead of like bragging about the trauma we've all gone through and going, my trauma is bigger than your trauma. And let me tell you why I'm better at it. So an intuitive note, I had this really strange vibe all week. Last week, I kept feeling like I kept getting this really eerie feeling. 
it just was like something feels weird. Like I would hear like the birds would be chirping. It kind of felt like time would slow down. And I was like, is this just me or what's going on? And I kept having that vibe. Well, the the main thing about that I was, you know, I woke up at 4 a.m. I wake up always at 5 a.m. I check all the things. And um, my brother, who's a very, very logical person, psychologist, very logical, never gets his rough, you know, his feathers ruffled, messaged the whole family and he's the oldest. So he plays that role. Both our parents have passed. So he kind of is, you know, that energy. He's like, have you guys been getting hunkered down and all this? He never gets frazzled about stuff. He just doesn't. He's, you know, just not, you know, when you, when, when you look for that, you know, steadfast person who's just like, okay, you're, you're good. Then I'm good. He's that kind of guy. And so that gave me a sign not to mention, I just, I didn't have a good feeling anyway, but I was trying to ignore it because it was my birthday at yesterday. And I was like, I'm doing things like getting, <laughs> I'm going to go do things. I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a good birthday. God damn it. And I did, but it just literally the cloud was looming. So I, all the family members weren't home in my house. So I was like, everybody needs to get home. And so I woke up and I was like, I got, I got to get everyone home, meaning my kiddo who, you know, spends time with his father. And I was like, I got to get, you know, like I got to do it now. And everyone's like the, you know, the news is saying, oh, the rain's not going to pour till 10. And it's like, I don't have a good feeling. I want to follow it. Now, this is a lesson of this is where you get very tested on your intuition. People always ask me, how do you listen to your intuition? How do you do it? It's difficult because you're going against the grain. Most of the time you're going to go against people going, well, this is what I read and this is what I saw. And if you're like, it's hard to say, I don't care. This is what I feel. It's that's how I felt. I don't care. I could wait. I could wait a bit. I don't want to, I don't have a good feeling. I'm going to go on that. And it's very difficult because people tend to go by what they read, what they seen. And it's not to say science isn't right. It's not to say science isn't good. We love science, all of these things. But at the end of the day, which by the way, if you watch Love Island, that's their favorite line. At the end of the day, Follow your gut. What do I say? Follow yourself, follow no one, listen to your inner voice. And that's what I did. And I'm glad I did because as I was on my way home from picking him up, it started pouring down. Now, it's pouring still. Is it crazy? No, but this is my feeling on stuff. So if you if you just follow this line of, of following your gut, you say to yourself, if I go and do this when it's all clear, everyone's not panicking. By the way, I noticed like, the, you know, yes, LA people are being very chill, but there's, uh, there's an energy in the air. And yesterday, even people were driving wild and it felt like people were just like in a hurry to get wherever they needed to do kind of in a panic. And my belief is that why do you like, if you look at the future, this is a lesson to, for you to learn. If you look at the future and you go, which line do I want to go down, right? Which direction do I want to go? And how I look at it is if I can go this direction and go at six in the morning, get him, get him home. I feel good. I feel like safe. 
then I don't add any other possible things that could go wrong. But if I wait and it's pouring down and everyone's panicking and LA people do not drive in rain well, regular rain, everyday rain, run-of-the-mill rain, let alone six inches of rain that's supposed to come down on us in 24 hours, they are saying a year's worth of rain is supposed to come down. Now, at first I was like, well, we don't even get that much and this and that. But then I said, that was my part of just denial. <laughs> and when you have an intuition about something, it is very tempting to just not listen to that and kind of go more on, you know, logic and only lean on it. What you got to do is listen to logic, listen to what makes sense, but also listen to your gut. And my gut kicked in like crazy. And I was like, nope, don't got a good feeling. Gonna go with that. Don't care what people are telling me. And I have, obviously, this is how I always do things. So here I am recording this podcast, wanting to get it done, cue it up, get it posted. So those of you who are not dealing with this, you know, could still have it going. And I wanted to, you know, make sure I stayed on track And so I hope you appreciate that. (laughs) I hope you appreciate this episode. Also, I hope you appreciated my 30th episode. It was a long one, but I wanted to do it justice. And thank you all so much. I just want to remind you, I need your stories. Please send them to the house medium at Gmail. I also need your reviews. I get a lot of comments of how people tell me how much they love this podcast. Thank you so, so much. Now go write a review and throw a star up because it keeps me up there in the, you know, algorithm gods and goddesses. So I appreciate it. This podcast is growing. I'm seeing the numbers grow. I'm seeing everything grow. I love it. I love doing this. It's, it's, it's my brainchild. It's, you know, my, it's so much fun to kind of, you know, do all these things for you. Thank you all so much, so much for your support. If you want to support this podcast, my Patreon's the best way. It's $5 a month. You get four videos plus um, a monthly speed reading. And I do everyday energy climate Monday through Friday, actually not every day, Monday through Friday, because um, I need the weekend off. So I I give you all that plus 35% off of all my readings. You get a code to use whenever you like, whenever you want. So this is a great way to support what I do. If the weather permits it, which I'm having a doubt, but if it does, uh, if some of you are going to the BCC Bigfoot Collectors Club live recording podcast that they're doing this Wednesday, I will be there and come say hi. Maybe. It will depend on the weather. I'm feeling, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling positive about it right now. So we shall see. Anyway, let's go into our medium brew cafe. Um, Cause we have some business to attend to there. Okay. First up is our um, review of a coffee. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm pausing. Cause where is it? Our, our, my review of coffee. Oh, I left it. Hold on. Let me get it. Let me get it. 
I want to get the name. I, I know the name, but I want to get all the deets on this before I do a review. Um, so I'm just gathering it. Hold on one second. Pardon me, but this was said, this was given to me by Tori. <clears throat> um, and she, the Tori, I don't know if you call Tori. No, wait, wait, was this given to me by Tori? I think, I think it, I think, I think it is. I think she's the one who, who referred this. Pretty sure. I could be wrong. Anyway, whoever gave me this to review, I might have, you know, in all the craziness, um, I might have forgotten who it was. And I know it's called Community, and I know it's in Portland. I'm, I know that. And this, I just wanted to give you, like, all the deets um, on it. Oh. I just spilled it all over me. Awesome. I mean, this is kind of... <laughs> I didn't spill it all over me, but I did drip it on me. This is how everything's going. Okay. I wanted to let you guys know, if you're giving me a coffee to review, please remember a little tidbit about me. I don't mind reviewing flavor coffee, but I really don't love flavor coffee. So I'm always going to have a little bias opinion, you know, um, because I, the, my bias is going to be that I'm going to lean towards not liking it because I'm not really big into it. Um, I think this comes from working at Starbucks for so long. And back in the day before Starbucks has become McDonald's, they were very into pure coffee, meaning like the taste of coffee, not flavored. So I really, really got into the taste of coffee. I, I still am. And it's funny because I love sweet coffee, but I'm not a real big flavored coffee person. I mean, I like my coffee sweet with sugar and cream and I'm a sweets person, but okay. So here's this coffee. It's community coffee. I think it's dark roast. I'm going to double check. I'm waiting to get the coffee up here, um, the box so I can read it for you. My, my review, and I think she gave me... I think she gave me a flavor to review, um, and I, I, um, I didn't uh, go for that. I went for, <laughs> I went for. Wait, it says it's, it says it's not. Hold on, everybody. What did I do with the coffee? Okay, it's up here somewhere. There. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gathering. We're ha we're having technical difficulties. I know I have it. Did I bring it up? Okay. Well, I will post it, but I'm pretty sure by memory, I know it was the dark roast because I wanted to review. I wanted to taste dark, the darker roast. And I will say that the flavor is very light. It's a very good coffee. If you want to drink what we call like a house coffee, you know, in the morning with, you know, your breakfast type of thing. It, it, if you're looking for that heavier flavor, it's not going to be that. It's going to be a much more light roast. And, or, I mean, it's not even, a, it's a light roast. It's going to be a light flavor. Thank you. Um, okay, I got the coffee. 
magically. It's a, it's the dark rose. It's for, oh, I'm wrong. It's it's from New Orleans. I am so sorry, and I'm pretty sure this this might be Kitty Cat Cat. I'm thinking. I think this is who gave it to me, but forgive me if I get the name wrong. Go ahead and comment on my Instagram and go like, no, this was me. This is called, it's a family owned. It's called Community. This is the Dark Rose. It's New Orleans, which is so fun. I, I wanted to, you know, I love getting, this is my favorite thing is getting like your local place and their local roasting and drinking that coffee. It's just that for a dark roast, this is very light to me. So if you like a dark roast, it kind of has like a caramel type of, um, you know, flavor, very light on the tongue, just that kind of coffee you just want to sip in the morning, but you don't want to be slapped in the face with, you want to have like a croissant along with it, maybe a benet. Ben I said that right, right? Okay. If you want to, you know, your scrambled eggs and drink a cup of coffee, this is the coffee. And I really kind of reminds me of, you know, going into a cafe and you're just kind of drinking a very light cup of coffee. It's not the, the dark roast that's like a French roast or, or espresso roast. And by the way, if you don't know, the different roasts of coffee isn't like when they say dark or espresso roast. It's just the level of how they are roasting the coffee. There's no extra caffeine. You can't put, add caffeine into beans, nothing like that. I, I used to be like a total jerk and say that when I worked at Starbucks, when people said, oh, I want like a more caffeine. I'm like, well, then you need to give more espresso. Because back in the day with Starbucks, we were educating people on coffee. That was like the thing that is long gone. That was our job was to educate people on coffee. But I would say this has got a light kind of buttery kind of um, caramely flavor to it, which I really like. It's just that I like a little punch in my coffee. So when I'm reviewing this, remember I'm reviewing from my, from my perspective, but I'm also telling you if this is like Adela, this is the kind of coffee I like. I like coffee. That's just like that. Very light has a dark, roast but it's not like crazy and it's not punching me in the face then this is your coffee i will give this coffee a six and this is what i'm gonna do six wands out of ten yes you know i had to do it you know i had to do the wand thing i mean come on i mean why wasn't i doing that before <laughs> so yeah i will give that a six out of ten wands i do like it um I would drink it, but it is definitely like for me, this would be an afternoon coffee. This would be like, I'm just chilling. You know, I just want to kind of have a light type of, you know, coffee for the afternoon. This would be it. All right. So thank you so much for the reviews. Review, please send in your reviews. I love, this is like so fun to me. And I like buy the coffee myself online and until the day that maybe someone goes, oh, we've heard you review coffee on your podcast and we love to send you an espresso machine. Hint, hint. And you can review our coffees. Anybody got a, <laughs> anybody got an in with Nespresso? Because I, I really want one of those machines. Okay. Thank you all so much. It's time to leave the Medium Brew Cafe. Thank you. We are done here. Bye, everybody.
everybody. Thank you so much. And let's get into our first email. Okay, so this is a little bit of a mix of uh, reader's room meets a non-reader's room. So I kind of um, had a recording I really wanted to put up today, but I also wanted to read this one because she's been like really awesome supporter of this podcast. Plus, um, I kind of didn't have a ton of emails and because of everything going on, I really didn't have a time to record too many people. So this is because of the storm coming and everything. And so I was like, I have this, I have this episode that I can, you know, read and, um, I can do, or not this episode, sorry. Um, let me turn this down. I have this le letter email that I can read from Susan and then I can do the other, um, one for you that actually I did record before all the shit hit the fan. So this is from Susan. Hi, Adela. Great episode today. I love the wand drop. Thank you. I hope you find the right sound effect for that. And I did. And I've overused it. You guys are probably like, uh, you really got crazy with the wand drop, Adela. I did. But I, I was excited about it. I think it was last Friday, July, 20, uh, July 7, 2023, when you went live on Instagram and did some quick reads for a few of us. I asked for a medium reading with my dad, and it was spot on. He mentioned lakes that is a key component to my childhood and my current spiritual life. I grew up in Michigan and spent summers in the lakes. I have so many lovely memories. My dad loved the water more than anyone else I know. Aww. That makes me just feel so good. We used to joke that he could easily be a whale as he was a big, he was big and slow moving. Taking everything in as he snorkeled along, my dream is to have a cottage on the Lake Michigan someday. I talk to my dad about that all the time. Oh, this warms my heart. Anyway, you had mentioned that he had brought up the months, March and September, March being in the past and September being in the future. I couldn't think of what that could be until later. March is when I began talking to my husband about wanting a divorce and it was painful. We have been separated since April and are on our way to getting a divorce, just waiting for the cash to come in to process the paperwork. So now I'm wondering if September means the finalization of all that? I'll keep you posted for sure. Also, if you need a story for the reader's room, please take a look at the beginning of this email thread or look below. It scared the sh out of me. This is my third entry. That's what she did. She just post. she posted, <laughs> she wrote a bunch of, you know, like, you know, when you don't want to say a curse word and you just like type a bunch of gibberish. This is my third entry for your amazing podcast. I trust you will tell me if you need to cut me off. Hot laughing emoji. You're fine. Sometimes I'll read it. Sometimes I won't. Just keep them coming in, everyone. Just keep them coming in. Keep the emails coming in. This summer, I started a part-time job sitting. Pet sitting. It's the sweetest job. Last night, I stayed with an older dog whom I will call Angie. Angie and her humans live in a very big, beautiful Southern California home. You know, the kind you see in a magazine. Anyway, we had a great evening, then retired at around 9 p.m., and she laid on the floor while I dozed off to sleep. In the middle of the night, 
I woke up very startled and breathing hard as I had a strong vision of a woman floating over me. There had been some kind of conversation going on during this visit, but I don't remember what it was. I think it was two beings. Interesting. <clears throat> sorry, I lost my... I lost my place, so sorry about that. Um, there had been some kind of conversation. Okay, two beings. I think it was two beings, even though it was I was sleeping... It was not a dream. She put that in huge capital and she did a ghost emoji. Poor Angie ran right out of the room. I don't think the spirit meant him harm, but I quickly put my guards up in the corners of the room and said with my teacher voice, you are not allowed here. Time to go. I'm going back tonight with my sage and black onyx. Good job. My question is, one, what the hell was that? Two, was there something related to the house? Three, was it something related to me? Four, what did it want? Whatever it was, I learned my lesson. Now when I'm pet sitting, I start with a cleansing. I spray a little sage in the corner. As you suggested in your podcast and a clap, I also sing songs. I feel like that helps expand my energy and take up my space. Take up space. It also helps me relax. My favorite song to sing while cleansing is This Little Light of Mine. It is so sweet and simple, yet very profound. That is very true. Thanks, Susan. I think she said, um, it wasn't that close on the ground. Oh, okay. No, that's not her. Okay, thanks, Susan. Yeah, I thought she like did like a, a PS, but I am wrong. That was something else. Okay. So, Susan, immediately when I hear this, I don't know, this is why I just have, I have such a good feeling about all this. It feels extremely positive. I definitely, I definitely don't feel this was anything negative. Um, you're saying that, like, you know, you felt like you had something. I definitely feel like this was angelic. That's just my feeling. That's why, I, you know, it feels like this kind of energy, you know? definitely feel like something was trying to help you trying to guide you and you were saying you're not allowed and I if a white floating over you that's always an angelic type of energy so I would say what was that an, an angelic was it something related to the house no but it's definitely related to you was it something related to me yes what did it want to help to help you so next time just embrace it. And um, you're in my class of uh, dealing with interdimensional beings. So maybe it will help you. So thank you so much for sharing that story. Because I just felt really touched by it. Just felt positive And your energy always feels positive. And thank you for all the support. But definitely feels like something was trying to tell you. Like and guide you. And let you know that you're in the right direction. You're going in the right way. As you can see things are starting to kind of shape for you. I don't know. I have really really awesome vibes. So I hope that helped. All right. Thank you. Okay. Now we're moving on to a little different, <laughs> a little different energy. Just a little, just a little different. Okay. Let's get into Liz's email. Okay. So Liz sent me in this email and um, you know, it's got some interesting things. It's not too terrible, so I think we'll be okay. But 
Just in case, turn off your lights anyway and take a listen. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else, right? All right, here we go. Dear Adela, my story begins while I was starting high school. At this time, most of my siblings have moved out and I'd finally got in my own room. I wasn't sure if it was because my siblings left and I was trying to deal with that grief, but I very quickly started to feel on edge. It felt extremely heavy and that someone was watching me even if my parents were home. Many nights I would wake up in the panic and stare at the edge of my bed and I could just feel a horrific energy coming from it. I've never felt something so awful in my life and it would keep me paralyzed. I never really saw it, but I could feel it. The closest I could get to seeing it was an uncanny darkness in the room. While this was all going on, I began to struggle with my mental health and it became one of the darkest periods of my life. I felt like the whole that the thing followed me. If I went to the shower, it would poke me. I'm so sorry, that's very difficult. Or no, sorry, it would poke and push the shower curtain, just like if there was something on the other side. If I went to school, it would follow and it felt like it would talk to me. It was never clear words. It felt like impulses that she's describing as telepathic communication, where you just feel like a knowing something's trying to talk to you that I didn't feel were mine. Most of it consisted of hurting someone else. And in turn, I would hurt myself, which is not good. That's not good at all. All right, hold on. Oops, sorry about that, everyone. Let me adjust. Okay. If I went to sleep, it would follow. I'd had reoccurring nightmares of an entity. Entity. I'd be in some dark dimension or room. I don't really know what it was and would feel the horrific, paralyzing fear come from in front of me. Sometimes I'd see a figure, but I never saw a face or anything. I did go and talk with a psychiatrist and tell them that I heard voices and had this nightmare, but they just blamed it on my severe depression and insomnia. Okay, this is, you know, I just want to remind people, and I think I say this to her when you hear me talk to her. If you're going to go and you're going down the spiritual path, if you're going to be exploring your gifts, if you feel like you telepathically communicate to beings of any sort and you feel like you're getting messages of any sort your local psychologist is not going to understand that and they're absolutely going to think something else is wrong with you and again I encourage you to talk to your psychiatrist I encourage you to talk to your therapist but if you're going to talk to them about these sort of things paranormal stuff you definitely got to make sure you have someone open to it otherwise they absolutely will think it's something else just just to be clear and we talk about this okay in response i bottled it all up and never told anyone about any of this again i understand this is a total total make sense response until mm -hmm. about a year ago now i was talking to my brother okay we got it Yes, <laughs> about the world and somehow we got on the topic of our childhood home. We're very, we very quickly found out that we have very similar experiences and have been woken up by the same feeling of dread. 
We shared details to each other that neither of us have shared with anyone unless it brought up even more. There are certain parts of the house that we never we agreed we were heavier and darker than others. The oddest part of all this, we both had reoccurring nightmares. Not entirely the same, but both about the thing in the same location, environment, dimension. And we would feel the horrific fear. My brother did tell me that he talked to my parents about their house and my father never felt anything bad. Um, wait, my, no, no, no. My father never felt anything bad. Yeah, but my mother, however, had her own experience. She said that she would be woken up in the middle of the night, fear that her children were in danger. Running, she would run to check on us and we would be asleep. Okay, so she would get this bad feeling, as moms do, right? And she had to go check on her children. This is, this is a, what we were talking about, intuition. And we'd all be asleep in our beds. Her and my father assumed that our home was a battleground for spiritual warfare. Because they were deeply she says my entire family is deeply religious we were curious to see if my sister had any similar experiences and one of my sisters didn't and the other was so scared she wouldn't even talk about it that's interesting my parents still live in the same home and although i moved out and have my own home i do get anxious when i visit i know in my gut that the thing is still there and it loves to sneak up on you when you least expected. I do wonder why it chose my family. More importantly, why did it choose to hurt my siblings and I when we were so young and vulnerable? We didn't really remember feeling depressed or hopeless before all this horrible things happened. Thank you for taking the time to read my story. All the best, Liz. Oh, this is very difficult because this affects people. You know what I mean? Affects a family affects of these people you know it was affecting their life and that's the power of the living energy and the dead but let's hear what i had to say to liz Okay, everybody. So you heard me read Liz's email, and I have the Liz right here. The <laughs> she's here, and she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna listen to what I had to say to her. Or you know, I'm also gonna listen to you. Hi, Liz. Hello. <laughs> so we should like full dis you know disclosure. Let everybody know that we've had a little. This is going to be, I'm kind of really interested to dive in because we've had a little bumpy roads getting together on this. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> now what happened? Why don't you share with everybody, Liz, what happened the first time? <laughs> the first time um, we mixed up <laughs> the times. Um, uh-huh. I think something came up with you, right? <laughs> Me? Yeah. The- yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. Damn. I thought it was going to be all you. You're right. The first time I was like, oops, sorry, blah, blah, blah. I booked too much. It was like too much in one day. 
and I would have been toast and it just wouldn't work out. Okay. You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> we have yeah. had, Ooh, and now I'm hearing like a loud frequency. Okay. I'm really interested in what the hell was going on. Cause there's like some weird energy about <laughs> this one. Okay. So th- you're right. That happened, which is, you know, not so crazy. You know, I like, okay. Mm-hmm. Re- and then we rescheduled. And then what happened on your end that second time? Oh, the second time. Cause every time we rescheduled, it was your time at six 30. So in my mind, I was like six 30, six 30, your time. And then, um, you emailed me because it was at 5.30. Right. So I was all prepared in the in the seat of my computer, like, let's go. And you're like, hello, where are you? And it was an hour ago. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, of course. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. And so then I was like, eh, it's a wash. And then, um, and then, and then today, while, you know, we're going, getting ready to record and I can't find her email. I like, and it would normally be at least in the trash, you know, if, you know, if, if there's any place I could have accidentally threw it in, not there. I have a file for the reader's room episode, not there. And I'm like, why is her email just disappeared? I go, well, okay, well, I'm just going to have to wait for her to come on. And then, um, she sent it to me. So here we are, everybody. (laughs) Fine. appreciate this because it took a lot out of us to do this recording. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. 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 So let's get to the nitty gritty of, you know, let's, re- let's go through the email. Shall we? Okay. So your story begins. I love this. You're like, my story begins long ago <laughs> when I was just a young lad. I mean, no, that doesn't fit. It could fit, but it starts long ago in high school, right? At this mm-hmm. time, most of your siblings had moved out and everything. Okay. So that's, you know, so far innocent and sounds good. Um, so the thing that's kind of gets right to the point is that, you know, most of you have moved out and I finally got your own room. Um, and then you said you felt like a lot of grief. What was the grief that you were feeling? Can you explain that? Yeah, the grief. So I'm the youngest um, child in my family. Mm -hmm. So having all of my older siblings kind of leave, it was like, you know, my parents are feeling like empty nesters kind of. And then I'm feeling the grief of my siblings not there. Um, So I didn't know if it, you know, like I felt more alone because of Mm -hmm. my siblings being gone Mm -hmm. or, you know. Yeah, that's a real thing. Like my siblings are a lot older than me and they all went to college and I totally felt like it was crickets and you do feel when you're the youngest kind of like, great, it's you and me now. Like, (laughs) yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, awesome. In some ways it's kind of good because when you're the youngest, they kind of gave up and they leave you alone a little bit, but you know, meaning like you have a little more freedom but I know what you're saying. There's kind of like a, a little bit of a loss in a way. So I get what you're saying with the grief part. Okay. So many nights I would wake up in panic. Okay. So now, now you're feeling this grief, but you started to feel on edge and you felt like someone was watching you. So can you explain that? Yeah. Um, just like being in the house, mostly at night. Um, 
it just felt like there was just like a heaviness um, that just kind of followed me. And um, I couldn't tell if that was just me being, you know, um, grieving or just feeling kind of depressed about the whole situation or just being a high schooler, <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, but you did feel someone was watching you, which is a lot different than grief. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Got um, it. Okay. Is there, oh, did you want to describe that vibe that you were feeling? Yeah, it was, it was just very heavy, um, a very horrible, awful feeling. Um, uh, okay. it wasn't like a, I, I don't know. Sometimes you walk into a room and you can feel, um, like somebody's watching you, but it's not necessarily bad. It's almost like mm-hmm. a curious feeling, but this was like so heavy. You could feel it in your heart heavy. Okay. It was just like awful. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just awful. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's intense. Okay. So I never really, okay. And then you said, um, I would stare at the edge of my bed and I could just feel her energy. I never, I never really saw it. You didn't see it, but you could feel it. So while this was going yeah. on, you felt, did you feel like the, you said you were struggling with mental health. Did you feel mm-hmm. like it came from that? Is that how you were feeling it at the time? I definitely felt that because I just never felt this way before any of this. Um, okay. Yeah. And it almost felt like debilitating when I would wake up in a panic. Mm-hmm. Um and it would almost just feel like so paralyzing. Um, oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. All right. And then the poke and push at the curtain, shower curtain. What is that? Can you explain that? Yeah. Um, so I'd be showering and you could almost see like instead of the curtain like blowing because there's a draft or something, it was not flowing. It was like somebody was on the other side poking with just a single finger. So. Mm. I don't just the way the movement would be in the curtain wasn't like it was a draft or the fan blowing it. It was very much intentional. Did you ever feel anything poking you? No. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. All right. And then you felt like you were having like intrusive thoughts that were negative. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That's definitely consistent. All right. So, um, when you would sleep, you had a reoccurring nightmare of an entity. Now let's hear you. Can you explain that? What what did that seem like? Yeah. Um, in the dream, I don't know where it was. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a location or environment I know of. It just felt very dark and heavy. Um, and it was the same feeling I would wake up um, in a panic and just feel very like horrified. Um, and sometimes I would see this entity there, um, but it was just kind of like, it was never super clear. Um, it just was kind of just really dark. Um, Can you, do you remember what it looked like? Um, it looked like a person, um, but I don't know if it was um, like a male or female. It just was like, I could see kind of like a silhouette. Like a shadow person? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so then um, I don't really know what it was, and it would feel horrific, paralyzing fear. Okay, yeah, that's consistent and and normal to you know what goes on. All right, and um, 
Sometimes I see figures, but I never saw a face. Okay. I did go and talk to a psychiatrist. Oh, boy. Never tell a psychiatrist that you're safe. Everybody listen to me. Everybody listen. <laughs> Psychiatrists, psychologists are awesome. Therapy is great. However, if you go to a therapist or a psychologist and say you're seeing things and you see a man and you're hearing anything, they are not going to go, wow, seems like you must be really gifted and we must get you going on the paranormal world. They're going to think you're hallucinating. So um, it does kind of get confusing because if you really are afraid of that, then now you're like freaked out. Like maybe this could be true. So then you even get more paranoid and more freaked out. You know what I mean? It's just this is they're not the ones that are going to help you through this just, but you didn't know, Mm -hmm. but this is the second time this came up. So I was like, this is where I kind of walk a very fine line of never telling anybody not to go to therapy or see a psychologist. But however, this isn't their realm. Like they're going to definitely think you're, you know, something hallucinating. Um, Okay. And that you heard voices, which is the worst thing you could tell a psychologist because they're definitely going to think, you are, um, you know, hallucinating and may put you on meds. And so what happened when you went to the psych? Um, yeah, <laughs> they definitely thought there was some stuff going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I don't know, just being young and being yeah, like, you okay, didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're guiding me down the right path. And, but then the rest of my life, I'm like thinking I'm insane. Right. Like I'm just right. crazy and I have all these things wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like my experience wasn't validated at all. It was just like, you have a problem. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. consistent too. That's very consistent. Okay. About a year ago, you were talking to your brother. And so now your brother had a similar experience. We shared details to each other and neither of us had shared with anyone else. Okay. What did he say he experienced? Um, I knew one story that he told where it was the only time he heard like an audible um, noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was playing um, uh, video games and he heard footsteps come like um, walking behind him. And stopping right in, um, like, the doorway. And it wasn't, like, my parents. And it wasn't, um, uh, like, my siblings or anything. Because, you know, you can, like, know people's footsteps. Right. Yeah. He was, like, it was nobody he knew. And then before that, he um, heard my sister and my mom's voice very clearly walking into the door, like, the front door. And then he walked out and nobody was there. Um, oh god yeah and that was the only time yeah the only Mm -hmm. time he heard something like that and experienced it but Mm -hmm. the more we got to talking about the feeling of like just heaviness yeah and being so terrified waking up in the middle of the night it was like our eyes just we kept sharing things and our eyes kept getting wider and wider like oh my gosh I can't believe we've had the same experiences and have dealt with the same thing and haven't told each other. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Very interesting because, um, and also everybody let's talk to each other because this happens a lot. People have these experiences and they don't say anything. And then years later they realize they weren't alone. Um, okay. 
We feel horrific fear. Um, brother to tell me that he talked to my parents about the house and my father. So your father never felt anything. I mean, your mother said she did wake up in the middle of the night and was like freaked out for her kids. So can you explain that? Yeah, she told, um, oh, there is a part that I forgot to add it. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, (laughs) So when my brother experienced, um, the footsteps and like um, hearing my mom and my sister's voices. He didn't share it to anybody. He didn't tell my parents. He just was like, he was terrified. So he just kept it to himself. Um, And then I don't know how long after, but my parents brought him into the room um, in their room and asked, you know, like, do you feel safe in the house? And he was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And they're like, well, we just feel like there's like spiritual warfare happening. Um, and my brother's like, nope, nope, have no idea what you're talking about. Um, and mm. then I think later down the road, I think my brother shared what had happened. And my mom's like, oh, yeah, I remember waking up in the middle of the night panicking because I felt like my children were in danger. So she would come and check on us in the middle of the night. But my yeah, my dad never experienced anything like that. Um, wow. Yeah. And um what did they, what your parent, you wrote in here that they're religious. So spiritual warfare to them is like devil versus angels kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Okay. Got it. Okay. That makes sense for them. Oh, so your parents still live in the same home. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but then you have to go visit them. So that, that means you're still going there and experiencing the same thing. Um, not all the time. Okay. It's odd since um, I don't live there anymore. I don't feel it as much, but it does come up randomly. I feel like it likes to play tricks a lot, mm-hmm. um, even though they're not funny tricks, like not opening a door or anything. It's just like when I feel like I don't even think about it being there. Um, like, for example, I my parents were out of town. And I was grabbing their mail. And I was just walking into the house, not um, thinking anything of it, talking to um, my husband on the phone, and I could just feel the heaviness um, coming from the stairwell downstairs. And I just might, oh, I'm getting the chills right now. (laughs) I just get the chills. And then Mm -hmm. um, I just threw the mail on the counter and I was like, nope, 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 nope. You're like, screw it out, I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, I tried to lock the door and I'm not even kidding. I tried locking it every which way it would go. It would not lock. And then I was like, Mm. I just was very mindful. And I was like, you know what? I was like, this isn't funny. So I started talking to it i'm like you know what knock it off i was like this isn't funny you're not playing games with me right now i'm just trying to leave the house and then i finally was able to lock it and i'm just like trying to have a conversation with this thing to like leave me alone um yeah kinda, like joke around because i was trying to make myself feel better <laughs> the process right. you're like listen you scary thing <laughs> that's a funny joke yeah i i get it because you're just trying to normalize it for a minute and it's all kind of strange because you're not sure is this real or not but it definitely feels real so so you're gonna like err on the side of i'll just go with this and see what happens okay makes total Mm -hmm. sense all right let's get let's get into it all right 
So let me take a look and see um, what I feel like this could be. So hold on. Oh. Hmm. It's interesting. Definitely looks like. Uh, sorry. I know. It's like sometimes I'm like, you're on a podcast and you're saying nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I see this man sitting in like a chair. Um, did you say you said that the stairs went down into like a basement? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's this area, and I see him sitting in this chair. There's something definitely very creepy, uh, and what I mean by creepy, it's not because he's a spirit, because that, that actually doesn't creep me out. It's more the type of life he lived. Um, I feel like this particular basement area, and even if you are the original owners of this house. It's that, you know, the land and the whole area just looks like this guy wasn't very, um, good guy to people. It's just like, I feel, Oh, I don't like it. Why do I have, why is this happening? You guys are giving me doozies. I don't want to tune into this guy. So I'm just going to go up above and far away from him. But I see why you were feeling the way you did. Because this is 100%. Um, let's just put it this way. It's like a spirit that never, never cared about getting right with God, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like, okay when he died he wasn't like what did what do i need to learn how could i grow he likes staying it and the weird thing about the basement is at first i was like is he tied to this chair uh no um i i'm not saying that he necessarily did anything to it because i keep looking and i don't see others it's this guy and the thing that I keep hearing is that he knew your dad. Okay. And he knew your dad and your dad did him wrong and something. So like, it's like whatever your dad does for a living or something, it's not personal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get okay. the feeling your dad knew this person in a personal way. You know what I mean? It's not like a friend of his or someone he knew in that kind of way. It's more like this person um, definitely knew your father because the focus seems to be about your dad. And I remember you said, I forgot to bring this up, that your sister saw something but she wouldn't speak about it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have no, no idea what she saw? No, she won't talk about it. She gets too nervous. Okay. Yeah. I honestly... I honestly feel like... Um, I'm pausing a little bit just because he's not uh, great. And when I look at him, like... Okay, so if I go to the basement, I feel like I want to shoot up the stairs and go, he's going down a hall to the right, this room. 
What's there? Down the hall to the right. We shoot up the stairs. We go down. I feel like I shoot it. He's going very fast. So I shoot it down this hall, and he's pointing to the right. Um, I want to say there's one, two rooms on the right. On the right? And I could be getting the spatial layout a little off because I feel like we go up very fast. He's basically showing me that it's the room upstairs, the second room upstairs. Okay. What does that on, mean? On the, on the right. So I know what you're look, going through is the kitchen. And then if you go right, it's down a hallway. And then yeah. that room on the right is a, um, a big bedroom at the end Who, of the hallway. Who's in that bedroom? Um, my sister was in that bedroom. Oh, God, yeah. Who doesn't talk about it? Yeah, I, I do not like him. I feel like I know why she don't talk about it. I, I mean, do you want me to say what I feel like he's showing me? What I'm seeing, yeah. I should say? Yeah, that's fine. I feel like um, he definitely messed with her. Like, like someone standing over her bed type of thing. Someone pulling on her sheet type of thing. There's something off here. Okay. Um, and I think he... Um, is your sister older than you? Yeah. Yeah, I think he messed with her because she was older than you. Almost like he wanted her to understand it a little bit better, what was happening. Mm -hmm. There is some kind of revenge thing. Does your dad have any enemies that you know of that died? <laughs> Not that I know of, no. And does he do something for a living that would have pissed someone off? Um, He did... He was a salesman in pharmaceuticals, so I'm sure that might have pissed some people off. Oh, okay. And you think that would piss people off because drugs? Just, yeah, just like the medication, maybe? Yeah, that's what he looks like to okay. me. Mm -hmm. He looks like a, like a junkie. Okay. Yeah. That's why I said that this doesn't this doesn't feel like um, like a bunch of things happened in the house and there was like you know everyone was shooting up or something. This is this guy feels upset with your father because he might have gotten addicted and it's kind of strange. It's not strange, by the way, but it's mm -hmm. interesting because I was literally talking about this because I watched this whole do uh, TV show on it. Called Painkiller. Okay. And it's all about the pharmaceutical companies. And I was just, you know, talking about it. And it's a very dark feeling that you get when you watch it, obviously, because of what happened to people. And I feel like this isn't a slight on your dad because a lot of people, they obviously show, didn't even know really what was going on at the time. But this guy just is personally, like, blaming him. Yeah. And I feel like what you were sensing was this person's really dark, dark depression mm -hmm. and anger and definitely hurt himself. Not, you know, so I just feel like you were sensitive to it and your sister was a victim of it. You know what I mean? Like she mm -hmm. was like, it's almost like he, like I want to make sure she sees this. It's just, it's, it's kind of odd. Um, 
it's not like you didn't see things either. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to get into like a deep conversation with this dude, you know, <laughs> because you know he's all crazy. You know what he looks like? He's not. He's actually. Let me let me calm your spirit because your parents still live there. He's not dangerous. You know what I mean? He's actually very powerless. Okay. He's just kind of imagine somebody who got an addiction and went nuts from it and just never got help. Mm-hmm. Even in the afterlife. Okay. He's like, I don't need anybody. I'm like, you do need people. So, <laughs> and you're not going to be fucking with us. Yeah. Um, but I feel like um, he looks like that. What's that weird, creepy guy from Lord of the Rings? A golem? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what he looks like. I don't know if that makes it worse. Well, it's like, <laughs> let's take away the bald part you know he just has the dark circles and the you know this kind of you know it he just reminds you of someone who lost his kind of lost his mind from this i think he uh, what i hear from him and he's like having a rampage about ooh i felt something like in my jaw even like i feel like he would something happened to him where he got injured he got addicted to these pain pills and um and he, you know, lost everything. You know, okay. his life was yeah. kind of ruined. And was your, was your, and your dad would like go to doctor's offices and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like he might have even been a doctor. That's what I'm saying. Like he fell far from grace is my point. Oh, like okay. that's why he's angry. Cause I think he had a family and maybe your sister kind of reminds him of his daughter. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't doing any, it's just like for the average, you know, sister out there, um, you know, sitting in your room in your bed and having somebody come stand over you and purposely try to freak you out, that would be enough to like make her go, I never want to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing was flying around or that's why I said he's not that powerful, but him like not wanting you to lock the door was basically like fucking with you. Yeah. This area, it's like weird. It's almost like he waited for people to come down and so he can really, really mess with people even more. And then he would shoot up and... Oh, by the way, in this area, this chair, I see, is that... Because I see, like, machinery. Is that where the uh, like electrical box or the water heater and all that stuff is? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But people, this is a lesson to everybody. Whenever I've done house cleansings, I go, I'll get drawn to an area. I go, what's behind this? And they're like, oh, a wall. I go, but is this is this where your hot box is? Or is there a big TV behind? And all the time, it's always something electrical or water. They can use that as energy. Oh, so okay. kind of imagine like a vampire, like he's sucking the energy up. And then now he's shooting up the stairs and going to fuck with your sister. Yeah. That's so interesting because when my brother mm -hmm. and I were talking about our experiences, we're like, yeah, we feel it most in the basement, like the heaviness. And then we're like, yeah, kind of by like the water heater area. That is so bizarre. That's so bizarre. There we go. One drop. Just sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do that with you on air because I never do. I do it by myself and I'm just laughing to myself. (laughs) Oh, Dad, that's so funny. But, 
you know, yeah, I'm telling you because there's a reason why I'm, you know, and as I even, even this podcast has really, cause I've done a lot of house cleansings and there's always an MO, but as I'm doing this podcast more and more, I'm like, oh yeah, the MO is always consistently like, cause you know, I live in, a, in, I grew up in California. We don't have basements cause we have earthquakes and that's not a good idea. But, mm-hmm. um, but whenever you see in the movies and different things like this, it's like, oh, the creepy basement, the creepy basement. Well, there's a reason why it's a creepy basement because, people are feeling things and there are things that are in those spaces because those are usually really, really great electrical and water sources. Okay. So I feel like he was like doing that on purpose. This was purposeful. This isn't a person who doesn't know he died, but I am calling in St. Michael and asking him to go into that space and pull him through the gates of, you know, through the door and yank him basically through to stop and close that door from, you know, it would help if once you go home at any time you think you can and you don't, you can hide it from your parents by just using like what looks like air freshener. Okay. Like a spray and go like, Oh, this is pretty lavender and spray around and just, you don't even have to say it out loud. You could say it in your head. This is a place of light. This is a place of good intention. All those get out. But I am kind of asking for that to close. Whenever I see him, them getting exited out, it almost looks like someone who's like getting literally what you would imagine in this world. It's like, sir, you got to go. And then two bodyguards come and go, you know, that's what these archangels are. They're like, they're like the FBI. They're like, you know, and, um, and they, and he's fighting it, but, they and he's kind of messing with me and you know and they're just like trying to scare me kind of like imagine like beetlejuice like trying to scare me and be like ah and it's like it's not gonna work and then they just kind of pull him and it just goes further and further and further away until it goes down more into that realm and he can be in that realm and then close cuz that's why like i close it so what i would do is I would do that in the home if you can okay. spray like get, I wouldn't do anything obvious cause it would freak your parents out obviously. So just get mm-hmm. like lavender spray and go like, the, you know, it is the weaker form, but they don't know, but are they Catholic or something? Um, they're Lutheran. Okay. I was going to say you could get frankincense and myrrh cause that's the Catholics favorite and they will never know, but I would say stick with lavender spray okay. just to kind of, <laughs> And, and create the intention. I feel like um, they're right. There's a warfare, but they're wrong. It's not a, It's not the devil and the angels warring. It's just this guy was warring on your dad. And maybe that's why your dad sensed it more than your mom. Mm-hmm. Or no, your dad didn't sense yeah. it at all. Your mom yeah. sensed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that's wrong. But, my, but I don't know if maybe your dad's not telling you the truth, I mean, but it could be very true. It doesn't necessarily mean your dad could sense anything. Maybe your mom is just more sensitive to these things, mm-hmm. but your mom felt like your, her kids were in danger. Kind of feels like a very psychic slash mother's intuition thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just, it would be, I'm totally interested if your dad would ever ante up, and 
is it true? You know what I mean? Did he really not sense anybody at any yeah. time? Everybody in the family did, but him, kind of hard to believe. I don't really totally believe that, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, did you, you're her, you're his daughter. Did you believe that? I don't know. A part of me is thinking that, like, maybe because his, like, faith is so strong that he just was so Banished it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe he felt something, but was just like, nope, I'm. Not today, Satan. (laughs) Yes, exactly (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I feel like you're right, but I feel like that would mean he knows something's there, but it's not, you know, it's not going to ruffle his feathers. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like your dad's totally right to feel that way. And there's no reason for him to, um, you know, feel bad or, you know, feel not 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 that he would feel bad or you to feel that way about him. Like maybe, you know, he did something wrong. This guy just, you know, wanted to take it out on somebody. So, you know, he chose your father too and your family. I don't see him connected to the house and how old's the house, by the way. I don't know. That's the thing. My, um, my dad grew up in that house. Mm. And so I don't know mm. how long it's been there. Plot thickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the plot thickens because I kind of feel like he knew your dad. That's what I'm saying. I feel like okay. he kind of knew him. And then maybe he did business. And then this guy's like, you should have known, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lighter lift now. And I would just double it up if if you can when you go to the house. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I, anything else you want to add that you remembered or? Um, not that I can think of. Okay, I'm just yeah. asking because it happens yeah. a lot where I hit stop record and then off <laughs> of the air, people are like, and then an alien ship came and landed. How did I forget? You know, and I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, I guess the only thing I could think of is like with the shared experience with my brother when we mm-hmm. were talking, what the huge kicker was um, when I was talking about my my recurring nightmare, I hadn't told really anybody about it because mm-hmm. um, I just deemed it as I'm crazy because <laughs> going and talking to um, the psychiatrist and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about it and he... And his eyes got so wide because he totally forgot about his, like, almost reoccurring nightmare, which was in almost the same area as me. And then, um, like, location. But he could see people, like, on the other side just in, like, agony and feeling that horrible heaviness and feeling so terrified. Mm-hmm. It was right. the weirdest thing that we both yeah. felt that and had a reoccurring nightmare. Yeah, the, the I forgot to tell you the black shadow is usually spirit. It's not an entity. Okay. Um, you just can't see them. You can't make out what they look like all the way. And the sleep paralysis a lot of times, and it can be very friendly most of the time, like your grandmother, your friends that are like, hey, come play with us, you know, meet us halfway to that realm. Mm-hmm. But it could also be someone like this going, Hey, come see me and see what's, you know, the hell went on with me. Mm -hmm. And it's not, 
friendly. Okay. So I feel like it's still the same guy. And maybe the other ones that he dragged, he left the door open to let them wander in, which definitely could happen. But I mostly am focused on this one. So I, I kind of have this, um, you know, vague, um, name that kind of, kind of sounds like a Tom or, you know, very common name like that. Okay. Like a Tommy boy, Tom, like something. And that's why I kind of feel like your dad might've knew him, but didn't know him. Like, you know I mean? He was, they weren't pals. It was, you know, you could grow up and you're like, Oh, that's Tommy boy over there or whatever, that kind of thing. And then yeah, you guys kind of go into your lives or something. There's just something like that. And I could be wrong about the name. I don't get names perfect, but it just kind of popped in. So yeah. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, another thing I just want to say before, um, because my brother and I were talking about it again, because um, he found out I was going to record this. Okay. Um, I was with his um, girlfriend and his girlfriend's mom's house is down the road. And they experience um, some, like, activity at their place, but it's way lighter, like, more um, nicer, I guess, uh-huh. in a way. Yeah. Um, so they were just curious as, like, what is going on with that area? Um, but, yeah, since oh, it's and, only yeah. down the road. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's two separate things. I don't, okay. I don't know. I'm not really looking at that, but I would guess yeah. if, if, it's, if it's lighter, it's probably family or something. Okay. But, um, yeah, I would have to, like, that's too vague. You know, if they mm-hmm. want to write in their story, they can write it in. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But usually the lighter ones are family and stuff like that. Okay. But, yeah. Not always, but most of the time. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, this was interesting. Interesting, yeah. indeed. And I like the confirmation, especially between you and your brother, because that... That's kind of fascinating. Maybe maybe your sister will share one day, but I definitely feel like what she experienced was more of the case of someone like standing over her and really in her face because that's kind of what he was doing before. Okay. Yeah. All right. No. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Okay, well, I kept this vibe going because it's it's very fitting. And I wanted to take a serious tone because this this is a serious subject. Um, this wasn't to blame her father for things. You know, he was doing his thing, making a living. Um, and somebody, this is what I saw. So we don't know. But you have to remember, this is what I saw. We haven't gotten full confirmation. Hopefully Liz will cl- you know update us. But it felt like somebody who was upset with him, upset with maybe the work he was doing. So it didn't feel like, you know, evil or anything. It's just, you know, people have feelings and then people die and they have opinions of people and all kinds of things. So I just had this feeling that like, that's what I saw. And, you know, it's kind of a serious topic because it's about addiction and, and all of that and addiction with, if anybody has dealt with it or dealt with anybody, you know, dealing with it, it's pretty, pretty serious. You know what I mean? It's a pretty big deal. Um, and you know, 
I feel like I've seen this a lot, honestly, people who have passed from things like this. But I would say that more importantly, um, you know, it kind of explains why she was getting influenced by other someone else's thoughts. And that is something that can happen for sure, especially if you're psychic, especially if you're opening it up. So this is why I always tell you guys, cleanse, cleanse, cleanse. And, you know, believe the children in your life who have had experiences, believe the people in your life, your your partners, your friends, because it's not just about believing in the paranormal. It's the concept that energy tends to affect us. You know, look at what I was talking about earlier about the storm and things like that. That's an energy and that's a powerful energy. If you can believe in the energy in the air, electricity and water and all of that energy and what it causes and how it affects us, then please believe that energies from beyond this realm can affect us as well. And trying, not all spirits are trying to help. Some are trying to hurt. It doesn't mean they're evil or demonic. It just means they are got a chip on their shoulder and just like on this world, they're looking for someone to take it out on. Just like we do here. Just like we do here. Just like we do here. You should have boundaries against people who are dumping their crap on you. You got to do the same for the other side. Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope this one kind of made you think a little bit. This was a little different. We had a, had a mixed pattern of updates with a really nice visit, an angelic visit, something trying to help, right? Something trying to bring some positivity in someone's life and something else trying to like kind of teaching us a lesson that people who die are people and they have all kinds of issues and sometimes we're just happen to be in their way. And you know, that we're all just kind of human beings, whether it's in this world or the next, follow yourself, follow no one, Listen to your inner voice. Oh, and don't forget, send in those emails. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the House Medium Podcast. And thank you for those who joined me on my podcast and allowing me to also read your emails. And having all of us, including the listeners, go down the rabbit hole with you. And speaking of which, don't forget to email me all your questions at thehousemedium at gmail. And you can also follow me on Instagram at thehousemedium or adalevine. And if you're interested in my services, you can check out adalevine.com. And remember, those bumps in the night... Or if you need help on your housing needs, renting or buying, I can pop on by. But if you are experiencing bumps in the night or shadows in your room, it may not be just your imagination. So contact me, Adela, your house medium. <laughs>